0: Yeah. yeah, my eye keeps twitching. You had twitching, to think about that one. But yeah,
1: <laughs> this is going to be a crazy episode. Oh, uh, I'm doing, I'm doing just fine. Nothing's twitching yet, but we'll get there.
0: Give me ten minutes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello, everyone else. This is Trip It To Me, show where we, well, it's a travel centric show where we talk about a whole bunch of other things too. Yep. Uh, like things twitching. Yep. Um, and, and yeah, today we're going to talk about unorthodox jobs i think that's the title we settled on i'm not sure if that's the title of what you clicked on or not it all depends on what we remembered <laughs> when we posted the episode how but, many
0: times we changed our mind
1: yeah so this one's a little less travel centric but uh we do that from time to time yep. because it's our show and we can we can do what we want
0: so get over it <laughs> oh, <geez.
1: laughs> I don't think they were that upset. I don't think
0: they really mind, actually.
1: No. Well, if you do mind, or if you don't, either way, email us. Tripitumi at gmail dot com.
0: We we thank really for, enjoy getting your emails, by the way.
1: We do. Um, thank you for listening. Good night. <laughs> uh, Shelby, what are you drinking?
0: I am what? drinking um, a passion fruit cider.
1: Oh, very nice. Yeah. Um, Delightful.
0: I was inspired. I had one when I was in Perth. Um, that was yeah. like, it's incredible. It was just like mind blowing. This one's not mind blowing, but I'm still enjoying it.
1: Yeah. On a scale of awful to mind blowing, where does it fall?
0: Oh, it's definitely not awful. It's definitely, hold on. I'll have a little sip real quick. Hold on. Okay.
1: Yeah. She's raising it to her lips. She's swishing it around in her mouth, It's smacking her lips.
0: <laughs> it's not too sweet. It's got a bit of tartness in it, which is very true for passion fruit. Um, I think that was like my third sip. And on that one, I was I, like, oh, no, like it's definitely passion fruit. Initially, I was like, oh, this is just like an ambiguous fruity flavor. But hmm. now, now I'm more on board with like, oh, no, like it actually is passion fruit. So I yeah yeah, yeah I give this like a six out of ten.
1: Do you prefer your ciders to be? I have two questions actually. Sorry. <laughs> First question: Do you prefer your ciders to be on the sweeter side? On um, no. The, yeah, I didn't think no. so because like. You like alcohol more than more than I yes, do, so yes, so, so, yes. so you're if you're like an adult when you drink it instead of like a, a kid who wants the like, cotton candy instead in of like drink.
0: a nineteen year old that's just drinking like whatever like goes down fastest. Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> My friend told me to drink on this podcast, so I'm going to. But
0: I yeah, I don't want it to be too sweet. Part of that is because then, like, I'll only want one. Like, if it's more dry, yeah. then it's more palatable for, like, longer amounts of time. Um, and, yeah. like, less sugar and, like, I don't know, I get full. Like, if I have a really sweet cider, like, I feel like I'm just eating a meal. So, mm-hmm. which I don't really want that when I drink a beverage.
1: I love meals, so. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but you can only have so many.
1: Yeah, I, and, I mean. Y-
0: you know? <laughs> you should only have so many, anyway. True valid thank you (laughs) what are you second
1: question oh you have two
0: questions that's right sorry
1: well here let me let me answer the your question first and then i'll go to my second question i'm drinking a pear cider Mm. i think i've talked about it before it's anthem it's an anthem
0: anthem if you want to sponsor us email us at trip it to me at gmail.com andrew wants a lifetime unlimited supply of pear cider
1: sure i like pear cider um I don't think pear ciders, usually, uh, talking about sweetness, I don't find it as sweet as apple, like a regular cider, mm. or um, I, I really like um, vanilla bean ciders, uh, and those are usually pretty sweet. Pear cider is not quite as sweet, but I I understand what you're saying about uh, it being more palatable. I could, mm. yeah, like, yeah, I could drink a few of these. Yeah. Um, there's a honey pear cider. I think I've talked about this before, but. Oh, it is. It is delightful. Um, I am not drinking that, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay. Second, second question I had. When you're rating things on a scale of one to 10, like if you give it a six, you're saying it's slightly above average, right? Yes. Because five would be average. You're not going on like the, the school system where like, if you get below us, seven, then you're below average. I
0: think we can all agree, regardless of how old we are, where we come from, that the school system is stupid and the rating system is moronic and they hurt all of us in one way or another. So, no, I'm not doing the school rating. I am doing the normal rating, one to ten, ten being the best, five is average. So six is above average.
1: I, I think that's really smart and something like I, I take, I try to do when I'm writing something out loud,
2: mm-hmm. when I'm
1: writing, like I cannot do it for whatever reason. Oh, okay. Like I, I write hotel and restaurant reviews all the time. Right. And like, I won't hardly ever give a place like under a five or a six because it's like, oh my gosh, like that them. is way too Ailing low. them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything's like a seven or above. Which probably isn't the smartest way to go.
0: Okay, follow-up question. Do you prefer a 1 to 10 rating or a 1 to 5 rating?
1: Oh, I like 1 to 10. And I cannot tell you why. I have no idea why.
2: (laughs) Great. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah yeah I mean if I was gonna do one to five I'd just add in halves and then it'd be like, okay I meant one to <laughs>
0: that's the same thing as one to ten <laughs> yeah uh-huh yeah okay. how about you? um yeah, I think one to ten is really nice one to five makes you think a bit harder so then like if someone gets a four out of five it's like, oh boy if you really meant it you know
1: yeah I think well, I guess <laughs> but it's, it's the same as an eight out of ten.
0: Yes. But if someone was like, Oh, I'd maybe give them like if they're like not doing the math, right? Or they're like a seven out of ten. Well, when you say a three out of five, that doesn't sound nearly as good as a seven out of ten. So then they'd give you like a four out of five. Well it's not. Yeah. It's it's not yeah, it's only a, six out of ten.
1: It's a whole ten
2: percent.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like I feel like five five makes you like, ah, oh, no, either we're gonna like I actually feel really good about it or I don't. And so it, it's either it's a good more or harsh, it's average. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's sure. either okay. shit
0: or it's average or it's excellent. And there's just not really, I mean, there's two and what there's four, it? but there's not really a whole lot else in between.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The The whole like rating, I think this was an old like movie rating system maybe where it's like two thumbs up or one thumb up or like, that's too hard. That's way too harsh.
0: <laughs> way too harsh. Yeah.
1: You gotta have you although gotta have although a few more options. one could
0: argue that you could have two thumbs down, one thumb down, one Ooh, thumb up, two thumbs up, and that's just four stars.
1: Or just no thumbs. Or just
0: oh yeah. Then you Ooh. have five. What is, what would no <laughs> thumbs be though? Like so you're bad, don't want to participate, or no, no, no. like I have nothing to say.
1: Nothing to say. Okay. It's just bland. Yeah, Mar- in my mind. Okay,
0: so then that's that's you, a five star the, rating. Group,
1: you're doing the scale where it's like. Two down, one down, no thumbs, then one thumb, two
0: thumbs. I'm with you. I just did it in synchronization with Andrew because we are on the
1: same page. I'm sorry we don't have a video of that. But uh, just imagine us doing it as we say it, and, and, and I think you'll have a I good
0: have time. I have not had enough to drink for that to have just happened, but that's okay. No. That's
1: all right. No, no. No. It's okay. Yeah. Everything is fine. Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, would so you what say you that been...
0: fine is a three
1: oh. out of five? Or... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now fine, fine is a... Oh, shoot.
0: No, you don't fine have to answer a... that. It was a joke. No, Please I want don't to. Know. Okay. <laughs> you can also use a, a, is... a one to ten system if that makes you more comfortable.
1: Now how confusing is this? Fine is a three out of five... A five out of ten, or a C.
0: Or no thumbs. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <But> <laughs> no thumbs. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Oh my so, goodness.
0: guys, if you could please rate us on uh, wherever you no. listen to podcasts. Just,
1: just five stars? <laughs>
0: just all the thumbs. Or ten, ten All stars. the stars. Yeah. All the points. Give us
1: the good ratings.
0: Yeah. Not like you <laughs> were a high school chemistry teacher. Woo. Oh.
1: High school. High school chemistry did not go well for you?
0: Um, I actually, no, I think I got an A in that class. I just don't yeah, think I'm it was sure a very good class. I think he gave all of the girls A's in the
1: class. No, don't say it like that. Oh, no, <laughs> that's that exactly bad? how I meant oh, it. Oh, yes. No. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, no, that's exactly okay. how I meant it. Yeah.
1: Moving on, unless you want to dive into that <laughs> No,
0: let's move on from that quickly.
1: Did, did you, I'll move on, but stay in the same well, never mind. <laughs> uh, did, did, I imagine you were a good s- student in high school. I I, I was. Uh, straight A's. Valedictorian. Mostly.
2: Woo-hoo.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah. Four 0? Yeah. For I don't know what GPA system anyone uses, but that means because Shelby it doesn't
0: make sense. Only got A's.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It did.
0: Yeah. I think yeah, my incredible. school was kind of funny. Usually, schools have like one valedictorian in a graduating class. Mine had like four or five. So it wasn't like... I don't think that's
1: that abnormal. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's super abnormal. Okay. It just depends on how smart the the people you're graduating are. Right. (laughs) They're graduating with you. Well, and that might be
0: like like a Hollywood thing where it's like in the movies, it's like they have like one valedictorian, but like in actuality, like there's lots, uh, not lots, it depends. There can be more than one person who meets that standard. yeah,
1: Yeah, everyone, I mean... People get AIDS. Good for them. When I do really
0: stupid stuff, Ben looks at me and he goes, hey, did you know you were a valedictorian?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff.
0: It's fantastic. Great reminder. I might join
1: in on that one. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Oh, no, you're welcome to tell me that I was a valedictorian at any time. I also graduated Hmm. um, uni with honors. Um, Not like the top tier because environmental science, but um, the next level down.
1: Hmm environmental science the death of us both actually it was geology for me Mm, but
0: just the sciences yeah. yeah no and now i'm in school again and now i have understood that i am actually paying for a service and so i will put in the appropriate amount of effort to get my certification but also try to not feel like a 12-year-old who has to meet perfect expectations.
1: How's that going for you, Shelby?
0: Well, it's been about four days of thinking this way. So I will keep you updated.
1: Thank you. <laughs> has it been for four days? Has it gone well?
0: <laughs> it's been okay. Actually it's been really helpful. Yeah. Um I've got Good job. I've got this assignment that I've been working on and like Part of my brain is like, oh, fuck yeah, like this assignment's gonna be so good. It's gonna be one of the best of the whole class. And then I have to like take a step back and be like, it doesn't need to be. Like, look at that rubric. I looked at the rubric and I, instead of like being like, yeah, I need to get five out of five points, 10 out of 10, 15, I was like, no, I could get, I can get five out of five because that one's easy. I'll budget for getting 10 out of 15 in this category, and I'll budget for getting 12 out of 15 in this category. And I'm like, this is, okay. And that all makes up, like, an 82%. Like, that's, so I'm, like, budgeting my points to then be like, that is the appropriate amount of work that I need to put into this assignment.
1: I love you. I'm (laughs) so crazy. (laughs) In in totality, this is great. I've never seen someone work so hard not to get an A. (laughs) It's an
0: exercise. It's an exercise.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, um. I do wonder if like ninth, uh, we'll say, we'll pretend we're the same exact same age. Yes. I do wonder if like ninth grade, you would have uh, hated ninth grade me, but. Why? Um, oh, uh, we had different philosophies about school. I think I got pretty good grades. But I don't I mean, think, they, yeah,
0: I don't think I was ever, <laughs> I can think of a few people that Didn't understand and were frustrated by the students who didn't do really well. And I don't think I was ever in that category. Like, I think my special kind of crazy perfectionism, it just applies to me.
1: Oh, that's nice yeah
0: like i, I mean, that's
1: big of you <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> i'm so much nicer to everyone else besides myself um oh, <laughs> i think wonderful. yeah no i think that i'm like oh no like you're doing your best or i'm like oh no you didn't really try but like whatever that's you that's your life and your grade like whatever but then the second i do anything wrong i'm like oh god i'm a horrible. oh um okay can i tell you a story
1: of course <laughs> it's your podcast too <laughs>
0: Well, but sometimes you ask and so i just felt i just wanted to this is so off topic but i just i feel no, like no, I want you'll appreciate this um this kind of goes into the counseling with shelby category um okay. so we went to a wedding in february the, it was probably one of the best right. weddings i've ever been to um
1: it was phenomenal I mean, I, I only saw pictures, but it was wonderful. It
0: was beautiful. The venue was gorgeous. The couple was amazing. One of those weddings, we were like, these two people should be together. And like the whole, like the universe is aligned, like fantastic. Everyone's so happy. Sure. There was also just unlimited wine. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me. So as you can imagine, I was like, oh, I am here for that. So I started drinking, we got into the meal and I remember Ben looked at me at one point and he, and he went, you know, maybe a glass of water. And I had just picked up a bottle of wine that was on the table and I was like, or not and poured my, and then that was really the pivotal moment where like I could have been responsible and had some water and maybe that would have changed the course of the evening. But instead (laughs) I had wine. I don't think I've ever had so much wine in my whole life, um, Anyway, so we get to a point where, like, my memory's a little foggy. I don't really remember, like, the dancing or anything that kind of happened. Like, I remember speeches and, like, dinner and stuff, and then it gets a little foggy. But I remember at one point I was sitting at the table and something was happening, and I just, all I heard was Ben say, That's bad, or, like, that was bad. And me, in my drunk self, in my drunk psyche, revealed and vulnerable for the whole world, had just taken a sip of wine. And I thought that he was telling me that I was inherently bad. And I looked at him and I went, I'm, I'm bad. And then immediately started crying. <laughs> that, And I don't think I've ever, ever been that kind of drunk where, like, I just cry in public. That was a first for me. And what had happened was the DJ had played a song and done a horrible transition, whole different key into a new song, and the volume and the whole thing. And so he was like, "Oh, that DJ, like that transition was horrible. Like that was bad." And I was just so not even there that all I heard was, "I'm bad." And so we had to go off. And he was like, "You're you're fine. Like what are you what are you talking about?" And um, oh, and so no. now whenever something happens, he'll just look at me and he'll go. I'm, I'm bad. <laughs> so, oh no. Shelby's a bit of a perfectionist. <laughs> Shelby believes there's some things that she needs to work through, probably in some more therapy. <laughs> um, I was a valedictorian because I believed that my um, my uh, value was based on it, and I am learning to do things differently.
1: Good job. Thank you. I. I got good grades. I did pretty well. But there was, uh, I don't know when this moment happened, pretty early on in my life, where I was like, no, I'd rather hang out with my friends than do my homework.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah. there was a moment where I was like, well, I can go hang out with my friends and I can do my homework at like midnight. And yeah. it's fine. Yeah.
0: And what, and that's what, what did, I did you miss in your education? that?
1: Absolutely nothing. Exactly. I have, I have no regrets about uh that aspect of my life <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah what what uh, yeah. even is i lo- i yeah i loved high school and uh middle school for the most part mm-hmm. so uh yeah no it was it was great i'm sure i'll have plenty of stories and in the next nine hundred and like ninety nine episodes, yes. or mm-hmm. however many we said we were going to do,
0: right, so right. I think a
1: th- I think a thousand ten is.
0: I think. <laughs> is what we're. <laughs> I, think, I think so, for some reason.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you Have you been watching, eating, <laughs> seeing, uh, listening, contemplating?
0: Yes. Yes. Fantasizing. I have about leaving my job yes um <laughs>
1: good news you're almost
0: there so close
1: by the time this comes out
0: yes uh okay do you want book movie podcast uh
1: just i can only pick one
0: uh we'll just pick one for first oh okay sorry <laughs> a book. book okay i finished the night circus by aaron morgan and Have
1: you ever been to a circus? Oh,
0: boy, Sorry. actually, I've Sorry. never been to a circus.
1: You've never been there. Never
0: one. been to a circus? No. I've,
1: I. don't know how much circuses exist anymore. I
0: don't. I don't know. Um,
1: but I yeah. From
0: um. There, I don't know. Also, a fun fact: I don't think I went to a fair until I was in my twenties. Oh, no. that's sad. Well, because it seems like my parents were convinced that like the people who went to fairs were all like. Drunk and they got into trouble and that everything was overpriced and the rides weren't safe.
1: I mean, a lot of that is true. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So we never went to fairs.
1: Huh. Was there like a Medford fair? There was
0: one that came to Central Point. That was, I think it was like the Oregon State Fair, I think, because it was at, like, it was quite large. And it it was like a summer thing. Came through every year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like there were opportunities, but, uh, yeah. nope, we didn't do that.
1: Oh, that that's kind of, I don't know how sad it really is. I don't
0: know either is the thing. Because then I went as an adult and I was like, oh, it is overpriced and I don't really want to do any of this and these rides don't look safe.
1: I liked, the, the Yakima had a fair every year and I would go every year. I liked the food sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, those Those curly fries that are just in a brick? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love those? Fried starches. I liked... (laughs) That's right. I like seeing the animals. That was fun. And you didn't have to pay extra for it. Yeah. Um, Which is, they're animals. Like,
0: they're just... Well, yeah, but... I
2: mean, don't...
0: I mean, they're no... no Don't look down on, like, cows or something. I guess, well, like... I didn't, There's I nothing mean,
1: wrong with a good cow.
0: Medford isn't like farm country by any means, but I guess I just wasn't like there were like dairy farms and stuff around. So I guess oh, I just didn't feel like y- it was anything special.
1: I mean, yeah, Yakima is kind of farm yeah, country yeah. actually, but, but like these cows are up close and personal. Okay. Uh, you can see a big old pig.
0: Big old pig. That wedding that I went the, to had a pig roaming around.
1: See, that's incredible.
0: That was incredible. There's and something. And fairs
1: just give you. That. There's
0: something about being in like nice like wedding clothes and then just having like a pig run around. That's
1: yeah, that's really nice. Quite
0: delightful.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, there are some art exhibits sometimes that I like. That's nice. Uh, and mainly, it was just a, a fun thing to do with friends. I think.
0: Okay. Yeah. But but yeah. Yeah. Okay, well so like I read a book the called The Night Circus. Um it was delightful. I okay. think it's uh I think it's several years old. I don't think it's anything new. It was a book that when they got to Perth, Alex was like, I'm getting rid of all of my books. Here, take this. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> Force me to. So she's she's moving on to a Kindle. So getting rid of Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay,
2: Which okay. Which
0: totally fair enough. So I yeah, I really enjoyed it hi alex hi alex um you in the opening chapter there's a little girl with a suicide note pinned to her lapel and she gets delivered to prospero who is a magician and you find out in that first chapter that he's not an illusionist like he actually is like a supernatural being who like does the tricks that he does but he dumbs them down so that way an audience thinks that it's an illusion and it's not real and there's other people like him out there and his this little girl is his daughter and so she gets dumped on his doorstep and she can do the same things um and in the next chapter you find out that he's got this long time i wouldn't say friend but this long time person that They're kind of rivals. He shows up and they make this like competition, like this bet. And you kind of figure out that like this other guy has to get an apprentice and they're going to like raise these kids separately, teach them how to do magic. And then when the time comes, there will be like a competition, but they don't really know what that is or what that means. And she's like five or six at the time. So like, doesn't really, and he's not going to tell her anything and he's kind of an abusive father and kind of an asshole and it's set in the 1800s, so mostly takes place in London. So you've got some of that, uh, like, kind of a... I was about to say historical fiction. That's not true. It's a, like a time period novel. And it's oh, okay. so whimsical. The storytelling is really nice. You get to meet all of the characters of what will eventually become the Night Circus. Intrigue and suspense and drama. It's, it's a great fluffy, Get sucked into it and just enjoy hours of reading kind of a book.
1: Nice. Uh, a good name, too. Uh, I, <laughs> Shelby's headphone there jet came out, and <laughs> I was laughing so I couldn't <laughs> film in the time, but I, I tried for a second and then started giggling. Oh, that's, uh, that sounds oh. that sounds like a nice book. It
0: was a nice book by um, Aaron yeah. Morgenstern
1: very good good name as well yeah, yeah Morganstern.
0: I don't know anything about the author I was looking for like a photo and a bio in the book but it's a it's a paperback and there mm. there usually there's like a page insert at the end with that and there just wasn't on this book so to be fair oh. I have no idea about the author no clue
1: yeah it's not your fault
0: yeah I just I usually like to know but um I yeah. don't this time sorry
1: that's okay I forgive you thank
0: you Thank you. Yeah. And, um, yeah. okay, and then do you want movie or podcast?
2: Podcast. Podcast.
0: Okay, podcast is Sounds Like a Cult, and it's hosted by Amanda Montel, and I think you pronounce her name Issa? I S A, I-S-A, Issa Medina. Hmm. One of them, and I'm not to the point when I can, where I can tell their voices apart yet, because their voices are fairly similar, I feel like They
1: are pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, so
0: I can't really tell them apart. One of them is a stand-up comedian and one of them has done research and written a book and published a book on cults. So that dynamic yeah. between them as hosts is really interesting because it's both funny and informative. But they pick mm. like a pop culture uh thing and then analyze if it's culty or not and they've got like a three-tiered scale at the end. They tell you it's either a live your life, watch your back, or get the fuck out. Uh, and it's very enjoyable to hear them talk about, like, essential oils and CrossFit and Elon Musk and, you know, Disney adults and all of these different things that you're like, oh, these are normal things. And then they talk about it and you're like, oh, maybe it is a cult. I listened to one that was on Theater Kids and I felt very triggered, <laughs> very triggered.
1: it's funny like
0: it's a cult actually
1: i listened to the disney adults one Mm and i just didn't feel triggered at all i i felt pretty good about where i ended up i'm
0: so glad that you didn't feel triggered yeah yeah
1: um can i uh, in case i don't get to it can i hear like the essential oils verdict because (laughs) there's i'm i'm not gonna say anything else i just want to hear
2: the verdict
0: um Oh, shoot. I don't remember. I don't remember what the verdict was. I (laughs) think that was one I like half listened to at my desk while I was at work and I kept getting interrupted. Um, Stay tuned.
1: Yes. Yes. I'm- you said th- that it was a topic and i was like oh yeah that makes sense yes so right it does yeah.
0: because people are like <laughs> yeah you don't ever need to go to the doctor again just use some <laughs> lavender and rosehip and it'll heal everything it'll make you live longer and it's like that's not how that works wouldn't it be so nice but that's not how that works i'm sure yeah. it was a live your life i'm like right, but like probably, I don't know. I could be probably. wrong. Probably, I hope. I'm gonna Google yeah, it. Who knows? Why don't you tell me one of your things? And maybe I'm maybe it's I'm like a. It. Is
1: it like a pyramid scheme, though? I don't know enough about essential <sighs> Isles, but it feels feels like it sh- should be a
0: pyramid. I, <laughs> <scheme>. <laughs> and that's probably why it feels so culty, right? It's because people yeah. get into it, and then they want all of their people to get into it, and that's yeah. that's culty.
1: Sure, but that's also. Uh, just like normal life too. Like I yeah. like something, you should like that too.
0: Yeah, it's a little different, yeah. but it's promising. Like health and well-being. <laughs>
1: that, I agree with mm-hmm. that. Uh, sure, I'll I'll talk about one of my things. Um, let's see. I, I again, we record a little bit in advance because Shelby's about to go on a huge trip Woo-hoo. where she comes to see me. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Um, but. We, um, the, the new Arcade Fire album called We uh, just came out Um I used to absolutely love Arcade Fire, probably my favorite band for a good five or six years in there. I saw them multiple times. Every, every time was an amazing concert. And then they, they kind of, uh, in, in my opinion, fell off a, a bit of a cliff, not because of, um, uh it was because of ambition really they they changed their sounds mm-hmm. and tried new things which I admire to an extent but they just it just wasn't very good their last album called Everything Now um, I just didn't like it and most people seem to not like it um, this one is kind of a return to their original sound but it doesn't quite get there um, there's, there's a couple uh, really enjoyable songs uh, that I'm going to look up right now, but the, their their singles off of it called the Lightning One and the Lightning Two, um, I like quite a bit, and the first two songs called Age of Anxiety One and Age Age of Anxiety Two are both uh, I like those four songs. They're they're both two parters, obviously, but uh, as a whole, it, it's a lot better than their last album, but still not anywhere near their first. Three, which isn't—I mean, it's too bad, but it's also like those are three of the best albums of the two thousands, in my opinion. So it makes sense. I mean, you just—you can't. Bands can't keep up that standard. No. (laughs) And it's too bad, but it's like, yeah, I get it. You had your run. Yeah. It was fun. You did good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, it's good. I, I really like a few songs off of it, but as a whole,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah I'll give it a three out of five.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Do yeah. you, because I've toyed with this idea. Do you think that some people can like produce and produce and like come up with like as much as they want, whether it's books or music or whatever, like, and that those people are just good at that? And that, like, with most people, they've got, like, one or two things that's exceptional, and, like, that's it? That's, like, their master song, that's the master work? Or do you think that most people can keep producing and producing and producing?
1: No, no, I think I think much more it's just, like, you're going to... I mean, there's a lot of bands in, like, the public conscience where it's, like... Either one song or one or two albums, right? The, right. Like the vast majority, if we're talking about music, the vast majority of bands, like they have one great album, and right. then and then it's either like in the middle of their career or at the beginning, and and that uh, that's probably gonna be it. And it's just like everything came together, probably. Yeah. Uh, and even. Even like our favorite bands, uh, I do think it's a little different for singer-songwriter types. Um, but even them, they, I mean, the some like my favorite artist is a guy called Josh Ritter, and uh, he he's an amazing songwriter. Probably my favorite, and he wrote great album after great album, and then this last album he wrote is still great and interesting and, and a little different but it was also produced by someone else so mm. it it sounds a lot different and frankly it's just not as good mm. um and that's just kind of the way it goes yeah. right yeah i, I mean if you look back over the course of music history at least modern music history and there's been i don't know five bands that actually have every single album is like amazing and all of those bands break up after like 10 or 15 years yeah because the pressure is ridiculous yeah
0: and burnout is going to happen eventually
1: yeah i mean the beatles are obviously the gold standard where every album is one achieving something new but also up to the quality of of uh the of the previous one right. if not exceeding it and then i mean I don't know if any of you have watched like the the documentary that came out last year. Um, what's it What's it called? It's named after one of the songs. I'll, it'll come to me in a minute. But um, but like it was clear like just the pressure was exhausting, too much. So they broke up after nine or ten years, and it made sense. And and then none of them, as an independent artist, could come up near to the quality that the four of them could together uh so i i don't i mean bob dylan still like releases albums but the i mean some of them just aren't as good right
0: the beatles documentary it's called the beatles get back thank you
2: mm-hmm. thank you
0: so okay uh, what about what, your what about you two on a scale of one to five where would you rate them as far as their album consistency and their level of production
1: oh for like their whole 40 years yeah. uh well it's hard because you're talking about like one of the greatest rock bands ever Mm -hmm. but also like they haven't put out anything good in
2: (laughs) a decade Uh
1: Um, and that's being pretty generous honestly (laughs) Uh, i mean it's this it's what arcade fire just did like they had their you two had their amazing run they put out joshua tree and octoon baby and then put out some pretty bad albums and then tried to course correct by making all that you can't leave behind some like 15 20 years ago now and they sort of recaptured it but it's not ever gonna be like,
2: like you're was. not gonna
1: write another yeah you're n- never gonna write another where the streets have no name because you can't yeah. like people can't do it uh if they could it would happen all the time so uh yeah it's no you too would get a well, again, it's really hard. They're like one of the best bands of all time, mm-hmm. but but as far as consistency over the last like thirty years, it's not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, seven seven out of ten.
0: <laughs> I see you. You switch back to the the one out of ten scale. That's
1: right. <laughs> I should have gone three and a half. <laughs>
0: what do you have.
1: What do you think? Do they uh, Do you think artists can maintain the same?
0: I think I, mean, I think very rarely. Rare. Like I think yeah. the exception to the rule it are are the people and the artists, and the musicians and the writers that just produce book after book after book and music and all of it. I think more commonly, I used, do think
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I do think it's easier in TV and film. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But but yeah, books and music for sure yeah. are just ridiculously hard. Yeah,
0: I think that you kind of. You get a lot of people that do something exceptional and then you kind of are left hoping that they'll do something exceptional again and whether yeah. or not they actually do for whatever reason, whether it's the pressure or I think that people just have really pivotal moments in their life. And I, it makes me think of Hans Zimmer because everyone knows the, the main theme to Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. But if you listen to the Gladiator score that came out, what, 10, 20 years before, the theme is yeah. is, is almost note for note. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like the... That, that part is in Gladiator. And it's not <laughs> sure. as pronounced and it's not as frequent, but it does make you wonder, like, is that his swan song? Like, is that his, like, the song that he's... The, the piece of music that he's been trying to write for his entire career and like segments yeah. of it keep popping up and popping up and eventually he's going to have it and it's going to be perfect and it's going to be his grand symphony and then it'll be finished and complete. But I think you get that a lot, right? That's why people come back to certain themes in their work because they're still mulling over this is the concept or this is this is the thing that I'm, I'm trying to really break down and get at. But I'm not it's not ready yet and it's not quite right. And maybe sometimes it takes a lifetime to finally get to that yeah. point where you're like, This is it. I've arrived. This is this is it. I don't know. definitely.
1: definitely. Mm-hmm. And it has to be so hard with a band too. So many because, different opinions. I mean, yeah, you can't do that. I mean, most people will never be able to do that on their own. Mm-mm. Not take into account three, four or five other people's opinion and it's just impossible. And a producer
0: and yeah, a record label and yeah, like mm, mm, mm.
1: Yeah. Like it's amazing that like The Rolling Stones or even you two or those bands still even tour together, yeah. much less make new music. Even if it's not good, it's like, yeah, you guys just keep going. I mean, <laughs> it's incredible. We
0: still enjoy it. And it's yeah. like how many artists have produced incredible revolutionary work, but it's never been appreciated in their time. So how could they keep producing that work when it hasn't been appreciated and valued until after they're dead? Right? Like if you're creating something that the world needs, but the world doesn't like it, you can only do it for so long.
1: That, yeah, that's exactly
2: right.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Um, Thanks. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anytime.
1: (laughs) I'll be here. Uh, do you want one more thing from me before yeah <clears throat> before we jump into the topic well
0: and then i'm gonna ask you about your um,
1: hat okay sure mm-hmm. um i ate there's a place in la called giadas Ooh. i haven't mentioned it um before i have been there before and i didn't quite make my la itinerary when we did that and i think it was episode three um but it is phenomenal it's a it's a little deli Uh, kind of up near Griffith Park and it is phenomenal it's one of my favorite places in the city Uh, we just went back like a week and a half ago and I had uh, it's mainly just sandwiches um, and I had one of the best sandwiches of my life Mm. it's yeah it's wonderful and uh, fairly easy to get to off of the freeway as easy as things are to get to around here in Southern California But, but yeah it's it's wonderful. It's spelled G G I A T um, A, and yeah, it's it's great. So double G. We're, yeah, double G. We're having trouble with our headphones. I, I almost. <laughs> <think mine have. laughs> yeah, it's it's great. One of again, one of my favorite places in LA that I've been to. Uh, just a tiny little shop. Um, it's it's fairly popular but but like a tiny little shop you order at the counter and then there might be seats outside if if mm-hmm, you're lucky mm-hmm. um and yeah it's it's great a lot of like chicken parms meat, eggplant parm i had the meatball parm last time and, and yeah just just amazing oh,
0: eggplant parm mm. Mm.
1: <clears throat> yeah very good very good yeah. well okay should we jump into the topic i'm gonna
0: ask you about your hat sir Excuse oh, I'm me. so
1: sorry. I, you just told me, and I already forgot. I
0: mostly said it out loud so I wouldn't forget.
1: I and I, <laughs> and I did forget. <laughs> um, all right, uh, yeah, go for it. Do you want to describe it? I,
0: as always, I definitely do. Okay.
1: I'm leaning forward.
0: <laughs> Thank you. It is blue all over it, and then you've got a star on the front, and it's got like a white outline, and it's got a white. It's got a baseball in the middle, and then the Everything between the baseball and the outline is red. And then it says,
2: <laughs>
0: oh, Hollywood stars. Okay. There you go. Thank you. Well, we, can, yeah. we can blame that on Facebook, but it's really just because I'm a little bit blind. Um,
1: and then it's hard to see. I wouldn't have been able to see that. And
0: then it's got the red button on top.
1: It does. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You nailed it. Yes. And,
0: oh, it has the green, that sneaky green under the bill. Mm-hmm. Sneaky.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't really count that against you Thank
0: though. you. Cause even. Unlike
1: my other hats. Oh, go ahead.
0: Even, even like looking at it, it doesn't look green oh. under the bill until you like flip it
2: up. Yeah. yeah.
1: You're right. You're right. Thank you. Uh, unlike my other hats from Ebbetsfield flannel, this one is cotton. Um, Ooh which isn't quite as nice, uh, but it's still pretty comfortable. I like it. Um, As Shelby said, this is a Hollywood stars. This is a Hollywood stars hat. Uh, The Hollywood stars were a mission club of San Francisco that moved south in 1938 and became the second incarnation of the Hollywood stars. Uh, I don't. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> um, after after sharing Wrigley Field with the Angels, which apparently there was a Wrigley Field in in Southern California, not just in Chicago. Uh, after sharing that with the Angels for one season, the Stars moved into their brand new home on Fairfax Avenue called Gilmore Field. The club was ap- aptly named as celebrity stockholders included Gary Cooper, Bing Crosby, and and. Uh, Barbara Stanwyck
0: I know one of those.
1: I know I know. I know who, yeah, who Bing Crosby is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's it. <laughs> um,
1: so there you go. That's the Hollywood stars' um, history.
0: Excellent.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I liked the blue and the red star, yeah. and I, th- I think stars are a nice shape. I enjoy looking at them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. Great. Uh huh. Thanks. Great. Good stuff. It's been a while. We haven't done that in a long I know,
0: time. I know, I know. Well, because we didn't have a, a hat segment on the Camino episode.
1: I know. No. Kurt, come on. Ah. <laughs> Just kidding, Kurt. It was it was wonderful.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I purposefully didn't wear a hat on that one because I didn't want to get in the way of <laughs> of extra t- yes. <laughs> of all the talking. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have like a list going of all of the hats that you've? you've worn so far or is it just like it's it's a it's a, it's a mental end?
1: list mm-hmm. which is actually what i do most of the time right. i don't usually write out lists i just keep them all in my head risky and risky that might need to change risky, yeah
2: <laughs>
0: risky
1: but i've done it for some mm. 31 years and and it hasn't failed me too much but yet do
0: you ever feel like oh i need to write it down or i'm going to forget about it or and then you like obsess over it because you don't want to forget or is that just me
1: Um, no, no, that's not me, but I do think it's other people.
0: Yeah, 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 and by other people, you mean me.
1: And and others.
2: Yeah.
1: I think I'm kind of alone in the whole, I'll just take a mental list thing. Yeah. Maybe not alone, but I I know it's not a great thing to do. (sighs) I'm
0: just so afraid that I'll forget something. And so then my brain, like, doesn't let it go. Like, if you imagine that, like... There's a little baby Shelby inside of my brain, and she's holding on to all of the strings of all of the thoughts that I have at the moment. Like, sometimes she has like a whole like bouquet of like balloon strings that she's holding on to. So when I write yeah. a list, it's like I can just like let it go. And then if I can get yeah. to the point where there's like only like one or two or three balloons, she's very happy.
1: No, yeah, I think that's a very healthy and smart thing to do.
0: Okay.
1: You're doing it right. Oh,
0: thanks. You you're also doing it, right? You're just doing it differently.
1: Uh yeah, I don't I don't think I'm that forgetful of a person.
0: Yeah, I don't think so.
1: Uh, you're outside doing of it texting right for you. you. outside of texting you, "Hey, have you seen forgetting Sarah Marshall like <laughs> once a month?"
0: Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's not an accident anymore.
1: <laughs> not anymore.
0: No. Or like 10 times. But it's funny. Yeah. It is funny.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is funny it is to one of us, it at least.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, our topic. Yeah. Unorthodox We're... jobs.
2: <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, what, uh, I think you came up with the topic. I did. And I was like, yes, let's do this. I actually know about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what brought it to mind? If do you, yeah. do you remember?
0: Well, it's something that you and I have talked about quite a lot just because it applies to our lives we've had lots of conversations of gosh we aren't like lots of people and is that okay and you know money and finances and job and careers and our plan and what we've done kind of looks different from everyone else and not everybody gets it and so I think I was thinking, you know, I'm switching jobs soon anyway, so it's kind of on my brain. But um, yeah, I think there's been lots of times where I've had to make the decision of like, well, I'm planning this trip and I'm going to go on this trip. And if my job tells me I can't, then I will just quit. And so and like for you, right, like you just moved down to L.A. and you live in L.A. And like you've got kind of an, an unorthodox like work situation, too, but it allows you to do the passion projects that you love. And like a lot of people would be petrified to do that. They'd be so scared. So I just thought it might be really nice to talk about, you know, travel is something that's really important to us. And it even affects our work situation and how we look at jobs and how we view them and we're millennials, which means that we kind of have different ideas on that anyway. And with COVID, things are kind of shifting and changing, and so I thought, yeah, let's just have a conversation about what does it look like to not live for your job, but have your job mean that you can have the life that you want outside of work hours.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. It it's a. I do think it's it's unorthodox, as we as we've already said. But I do think it's becoming hopefully a little more normal. Yeah. Um, these non-traditional, not uh, not nine-to-five rolls, or, or, <laughs> in my case, throwing a lot of stuff at a fan and seeing seeing what sticks yeah. and and what doesn't. Um, I I don't know. I I've always um, I've always been able to chase after what I want for a lot of reasons uh some that we'll get into in this episode I'm sure but uh luckily for me and and my life and and Melissa and I's life together I mean it's it's fit in pretty perfectly and there are times when it's been a little harder and times when it's been easier you know yeah just like just like any job yeah. I mean. but uh but yeah uh I don't know if a good place to start is like it's like where we've both worked. Or... <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that makes sense. Like we obviously both went to university and like got our degree and maybe we can just track kind of what our experience has been like. And then, yeah, if we kind of list the pros and cons and I think, yeah, just talk openly about what the experience has been like and what it's given us, but also the sacrifices it's required.
1: Sure. Yeah. 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 Do you want to start? I... Sure. Um, yeah, I got a I got a degree in music industry with a recording track, and by like like a lot of people who go to uh, college or uni. Uh, by the time I was done with it, I was like, no, I don't, I don't think I want to be in this field, yeah. um, specifically the recording side of things. I saw some things that just weren't attractive to me, and like just a lifestyle that I really wasn't drawn to. Um, The program at the school uh, wasn't, it was just starting and wasn't uh, as immersive or educ. Yeah, it didn't educate me as much as it probably should have, uh, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but that's just kind of the growing pains. Going back, I, I probably would have picked... Well, one, I would have picked something else and two... I would have gone somewhere else, but that's a different, a different topic for another day. Yeah. Um, but instead, I, I met uh, my wonderful wife, mm-hmm. and I met Shelby, and and that. Uh, so yeah, it all I worked out. Anyway, can't
0: put a anyway. price tag on those things. <laughs> I understand that dialogue of like. I am explaining my decisions and I am, I would make different ones today, but I'm also saying that those were good choices because I did get things out of it. And um, I, yeah, I'm going to do that when you're done. So I'm ready for
1: it. I mainly say it for other people's benefit. Like they'll, they'll hear me say like, yeah, I wish I would have gone somewhere else, but they'll also, what some people hear is like, oh, but you met, you met your wife there, you met, <laughs> you met your best friend there. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. like, like wasn't it pretty good? No, yeah, 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 that part's great. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is an so, yeah.
0: educational experience for career building. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, what I did find out uh, through some wonderful uh, actual mutual teachers that Shelby and I had, um, professors, sorry, we should call them professors. Uh, they that I loved music theory Mm -hmm. and so after college and even during college I I was teaching some guitar lessons and I um, so I was doing that a little bit right out of college and looking for a full-time job and and as anyone knows who has done some job searching it's uh, horrible such a frustrating experience the worst Um, and there were some that I was really excited about and some that I wasn't uh, I got one that I wasn't excited about and, um, lasted <laughs> roughly three weeks on the job. Um, not, uh, I was answering phones and scheduling appointments, which if you know me, that, that is not something that really fits in with who I am at all. Um, and like credit, all credit in the world to people who can do that. Cause they, like, I just, it just wasn't yeah. something that I felt like I could do for very long, um so i I remember distinctly um on a day I was training there calling calling Melissa at lunch like on the verge of tears and being like, I just don't know if I can do this anymore um and i don't I don't think this is what i should do i I was very afraid uh and um i'll I'll say this now. One, I'm I'm incredibly proud to be married to a very, very successful businesswoman who keeps growing in her field and like, is just like the 21st century businesswoman. It is so cool. And I admire her so much. Um, And two, without her stability, without Melissa's stability, and um, as far as job and personality and all the love she gives to me, without that stability I, I wouldn't have been able to quit that mm-hmm. job on that day. And I I mean that's that's part of the hard part about these unorthodox unorthodox jobs is like you either have to be an incredible hustler yeah. and just keep keep going and trying so many different things and working twice as many hours as other people yeah. to start anyway. Or you have to have a partner who's going to help you. Right. And, I mean, I like to think that I, I have a little bit of the first in me. Um, but, but really, I'm, I wouldn't be able to do um, what I've done without, without a partner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm so thankful for that. Uh, so I, I quit that job and immediately uh, drove to a guitar lesson that I rescheduled for that day. And from that point on, I, I built a, uh, a business um, teaching guitar. And um, I'm, I, it's hard to make that work, honestly. There's not great like connotations with being a, a guitar teacher full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, I am well aware of those and have had those directed towards me many times. Um, but but um, it was something I really, really liked for, for a time mm-hmm. in my life. And, and something I was really proud that I built. I, I latched on to a music school um in Issaquah, Washington and, and they were great to me. Um they I was there renting out a studio one day a week and, and it helped me bring in students all other days of the week. And I mean by the time I uh, before before COVID and all of that, I mean I I had a business that could support itself and, and bring in money that was substantial enough for what Melissa and I needed. And um yeah, I am proud of what I built. Uh, I, I, there was always something in the back of my head and I think Shelby will especially relate to this. Like, I don't want to do this my whole life, but I, but I was proud and, um, and, and I did enjoy it like any job. I enjoyed it some days more than others, but it was so much fun to be my own boss Mm -hmm. and, and schedule everything. And, and there are some downfalls that we'll talk about later on, but, uh, but for the most part, Uh, I did that for six or seven years and, and uh, it was, it was a fun ride. I enjoyed it. Uh, Yeah. Why don't, why don't you take over? after?
0: Yeah. So Uh, yes. I mean, my story's similar to Andrew in some ways. Um, Went to university and got myself a music degree and yeah, it's, you know, it's one of those things that's like, I'm really grateful for, some of the professors that I had, like, and I think of like, not just music professors, but other professors. And so much of what they taught me was to just take a step back and look at everything I thought I believed and figure out why I should actually believe that. You know, stuff that you're raised with, stuff that is just kind of programmed into you from being white, from being an American, from being from the Pacific Northwest, you know, whatever. And just take a look at that and go, oh, well, why do you actually believe what you believe? And like, if that's what you believe, cool. But like, know why you believe it. And as a like budding adult, like that was exactly what I needed. And so, yeah, like if I were doing things differently, I would do things a lot differently. Would choose a different school. I'd be smart. I'd like live at home longer, get more time with my parents. I'd like go to community college and save Shitloads loads of money, you know, like I do things totally different, but I look at the friends that I have because of going to uni there. And I think of the mentors that I had and yeah. How do you, you can't really, you can't put like a price tag on that, except you can, nope. I can tell you exactly how much it costs. But
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think like being in New Zealand, there's not the same, From what I can see, there's not the same pressure here to go to university, to get the, you know, the fancy diploma. Like, yeah, there's lots of people who do that. But there's not this, like, negative connotation when it comes to going to trade school or becoming an apprentice. Like, they encourage people here to become an apprentice and to start working on their 16 or 17 and to learn a trade. And, like, I think that's extremely healthy because not everybody is, is made for academia because... Academia is not meant for everyone. Academia sucks. And so, like, we we need electricians and we need, we need people in trades. And um, there's not a hierarchy of skills. It's not like, oh, well, you have a university degree and you can do this. So, therefore, you're a better, more qualified person. It's like, actually, no, I don't think that's not true. So, I wish that, yeah, I wish that I would have considered that route. But I also understand like, you know, my parents didn't have the opportunity to go to college. And so for us, it was like, oh no, you guys are gonna go because you'll get that opportunity and it's gonna set you up to to succeed in anything that you wanna do in life. And like, that's kind of like the myth of the American dream. You know, our, edu- our generation is the most overeducated and the most underemployed and underpaid generation. And we all have college degrees and hardly any of us have jobs in our fields. So I would do things differently, but made some really incredible friends, some mentors. I did learn a lot and out right off the bat, out of school, I ended up with a part time choir directing job at a little church in Kirkland. And it was so exciting to actually have a job that paid me to do music, even though it was only like a few hours a week. Um it was so cool and I still to this day like if I got an opportunity to be a choir director again I would totally jump at it because I love mm-hmm. it. It was so good, so much fun. And I was also part-time music directing for a show at our school. So I went back as a graduate and did some of that. And then I got into the we will work whatever job we need to to pay the bills. So it was property management for a while um, leasing apartments and doing stuff like that. And then I got into hotel management and that boss really pissed me the fuck off. And so I lasted there. I think I was there about five months. Um, and this is in the, you know, two or three years after getting out of uni. And, um, I buggered off to New York and then I became a part-time bartender and I was working in a winery. And then I went to Spain on the Camino. And so, um, that's kind of the benefit of working, you know, in a bar. It's kind of like, well, I'm leaving and then I'll be back. And yeah. you'll either employ me or not. And they had no problem with that. That was fine. And then I moved to New Zealand and then I was back in a winery. And when I came home for a visit two years ago, we were back for meant to be back for two months, but we were there for three months. And I was kind of ready for my job to be over anyway. But I told them about my trip. And basically said, oh, like, I'll resign. And they were like, okay. So I was like, well, okay, that's fine. If you really wanted me to come back, you would just, you know, put my job on hold. But that's fine. yeah. Yeah. And then, gosh, what did I do after that? Then after that, when we came back, it was the horrible task of finding a job in the middle of a pandemic. And everyone was moving back to New Zealand from overseas. So the jobs were just non-existent or they were there. But you had to fight you know with 50 to 100 other applicants and they all had 10 years of experience and i didn't and so i got very very good at writing cover letters and very very good and creative at at submitting applications and it was so discouraging and disheartening it was horrible and um yeah kind of jumped around a bit i got a retail job and then i got an office job and now i'm really excited i've got this I'm was about to say fancy i don't think it's fancy i don't actually know it's just it's a really cool grown-up job so um yeah but i've definitely been in that situation where i you know you work the job you learn the skill you get bored you go on a trip you quit that has kind of been um yeah my pattern so you know you look at my resume and it's like 15 pages long not actually that would be horrible that would be why people didn't hire me no my resume is only a page long but um no like I've just I've got so many jobs under my belt that are they're all random and part of me really loves that because it's like oh well I know so many things now like I've learned so many skills that I didn't know before and like that's really cool but um but also part of it is like wow why can't you keep a job or, wow, you only have a job for a year, and then you move on. Like, I can't believe you've... I was talking to someone, and she's like, oh, I've been in the shop for, like, 13 years. And I was like, wow, like, oh, my... And she's like, well, how long have you been in a job? And I was like, oh, wow. Well. And, and she just kind of <laughs> looked at me, like, what's wrong with you? Oh, okay, <laughs> right, right. So, that's me.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's changed a lot over the years, because... <laughs> yeah. Before college degrees or, or anything, I mean, a generation or two ago, people would get a job and then just keep working their way up through a company. And, and that's, get
0: the pension that, and then retire. That was life. And Yeah.
1: Yep. And uh, to some extent that, I mean, if that works for people, that's great. And people still do it now. And if you find a company that like values you mm-hmm. and, and you keep growing in that and it, it's something that you love, then you should and do good
0: onion yeah keep <laughs> yeah. that job
1: but but there's also um that there, there's a little bit of wandering and in, in both of us uh yeah. as far as not just jobs but in travel and life and everything and i yeah i, I think that leads back into into jobs yeah. I, I mean uh we've we've often told each other like job isn't your life Mm -hmm. at all it's what it's what you do for a lot of your time but it's a it's a means to get to do something else in your life unless you have a uh, job
0: that like you love right but not everybody yeah not everybody has the luxury of that
1: well that and like i think it's also just we've talked about this before it's a personality thing like some people live to work and, and they love it and that's amazing but but we live to do other things. Yeah. <laughs> we we love to travel. We love we love to um, uh, see people and and be with people and um, yeah. I mean, it just it just changes. Mm-hmm. So uh, depending on the person. Yeah. Uh, I and,
0: watched a TED talk. I don't know a few months ago, and um, I have a friend here that we've talked a lot about how, you know, we. It's not just one thing that we want to do. It's it's all the things. It's so many things that we want to do in our life. And a lot of people don't identify with that. And that's totally cool. We need people who are like a one track. This is my dream. This is my goal. Get there. That's what you do for 40 years. Done. Cool. But a lot of people aren't like that. And so this TED talk was about people like us, people who have so many different goals and dreams and interests, you know, like, um this one friend, she's like, I want to lead like hiking expeditions and hunting trips and I want to learn agriculture, but I also want to do photography and I want to do art and I want to do this and this and this. And she's like, you know, I could do any of these careers. I could go down any of these avenues. How do I even choose one? And in this TED talk, which um, sorry, I don't have the reference for you, but she talks about how like people like that are actually needed. We need people because that's how we come up with really innovative solutions. We need people to kind of carry their passion with them into lots of different fields. And so that was very validating for me to be like, oh, like I'm needed in the world, like I'm special. But at the same time, that doesn't totally translate to some of like the, the social um, connotations or the social ideas that people have when you don't hold down a job for very long. So I think that's you know kind of the battle. But
1: yeah, I think your story is particularly interesting because, like, you were a single, uh, adult mm. trying to make it work. Yeah. And and I mean, you did somehow. It <laughs> lots of you help. To, yeah. <laughs> sure, but I mean, you you still did it. Mm. You you kept moving until, uh, I mean, I I know you'll probably never be like settled settled because again, it's not who we uh-huh. are. But, but you kept moving mm-hmm. until the, until you found the right thing. Yeah. And, um, you, you made a, a means to an end and like, okay, this is the trip I want to go on. How am I going to get there? Mm. Or, or this is what I want to get out of my life right now. And I think along the way, by working all of these different jobs, you've made yourself more sociable and more, um, I hate to use the word interesting because you were plenty interesting <laughs> before. But like you you have knowledge in a lot of different areas that most people don't have. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's very cool and, I mean, incredibly brave.
0: Thank you. Uh, I think it's one of those yeah. things that, like when you say it like that, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, but I, I think it's hard in the moment... When you feel that contradiction of, I know for me that a job is just a job, and this moment that it stops serving its purpose, I am allowed to leave, that combats the, oh, well, I was raised to do the job, do it right, and give 100% all the time, and not quit, and... And, you know, and I don't want to someone to look at my resume and see that, oh, well, I was only in the shop for six months, so I'll just stick it out a while longer. And I think all of those voices really get into your head. You know, yeah, I mean, gosh, <laughs> like how many times, how many times in the last year <laughs> have you had to remind me, like, it's just a job. Like the second that it stops serving a purpose, like you're allowed to walk away. You're allowed to set boundaries with your job. You're allowed to say no, actually, I don't need this from a job. So I'm going to find something else. You're allowed to have as many jobs on your resume as possible. You're allowed to change. And that's, that's pretty terrifying. And I think a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of reasons why changing jobs is scary. And I think financial insecurity, when you're living paycheck to paycheck, changing jobs is, is very frightening. And even, you know, like, the pay gap right Some, between like your last paycheck at your last job and then your first paycheck at your first job like even affording that sometimes is hard
2: um yep. and,
1: and sometimes it's just not the right move yeah. like uh, mm-hmm. i mean we <laughs> we're huge advocates of like go do what you want chase your dreams but but like we're practical but too also be you, smart. you have to be able to yeah you have to be able to like have a place to live please don't be
0: homeless yeah unless you're going to live in a van and travel the south island of new zealand for four months (laughs) you know like cool (laughs) even then (laughs) i
2: mean
1: you've got to figure it out yeah and uh, yeah i mean don't take this as like "Ah, throw caution to the wind (laughs) Uh, because because shelby i mean you're you're a cautious person in some ways in that Mm -hmm. like you you figure things out before you do them. yeah and, well, and like uh, my dad I mean, you says,
0: you got to have a way out. Like if you if you've yeah. gotten yourself into a situation that you can't get out of, like that's no good.
2: Yep.
0: And yeah. And I've done that whole thing right where I jump into a new job because I'm tired of the old one, but then the new job isn't any better than the old one or the new job is worse than the old one. And so I've done that whole thing, too. Right. Where like you're so ready to get out that you just take the first out and that's not a good decision either. I really would highly recommend not doing that. I've done that several times, and every time I think I'm yeah. not doing it again, but I've done it several times. Um, yes.
1: Could you feel it? Like, could you feel it moving into the next one? Like, mm. you, what, I'm trying to think of how to make that into, like, a, a helpful tip. Right. Would you, would you say you need to You need to be excited for the next job, not just excited to move on from the previous job.
0: I think for me, it's less about the actual circumstances because I've moved from one job into another thinking that the new job would be really good, you know, for X, Y and Z, for whatever reasons, thinking, oh, this job will be so much better. It'll be so great. But I've learned that if I am in that mindset where I am desperate If I'm ready to just take anything, I will talk myself into anything. So if I'm in that place where I'm like, I just need to get the fuck out, I'm probably going to make some poor decisions. So as much as that sucks, really the advice would be don't let yourself get to that point. But again, sometimes you don't have the option, right? Like sometimes you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to leave now. And then you find another job and then you go to the next job. Sometimes you're at a job and you get burnt out because there is no out, And so that's really hard. Um, Those have been the times when I'm like, yeah, I'm like burnt out. I'm done. I don't want to go to work. I have a bad attitude. Like I don't want to get fired. So I need to find someplace else to go to right now. And then you find the next thing. And if you see any red flags, you just ignore them because you're so ready to be anywhere but where you are right now. And that sucks. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That really sucks. I
1: guess to two kinds of points to compound off of that one there's nothing wrong with no matter how happy you are at your job it's like it's okay to look through jobs once a week
0: yeah
1: uh-huh like,
0: absolutely and like, for no other I, reason I to see th- what other people are paying just to make sure yeah, that you're getting sure. paid fairly
1: yeah but also i mean you don't know what's out there uh-uh. I, I look through jobs almost daily mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. And it's not because I'm unhappy with the however many jobs I have. <laughs> uh, it's it's, be, it's because like, hey, I, something cool yeah. might be out there that I could do. And
0: that's, and, that's uh, how I found my, my most recent job that I'm going into that I'm really, really excited about. It was like I wasn't looking for it. I was just looking. So, yeah. So, yeah. Look, look at other places. Just see what's out there. There's no harm in that. I,
1: exactly. Mm. Um, the second point. Is chase after your hobbies mm-hmm. while you while you have them and what if there's something that interests you go go do it you don't especially in this day and age you don't know what's gonna take off yeah. and as someone who has thrown so much up against the wall just to see like hey this is this is really fun I'm enjoying doing this and would do this for free but like you don't you don't know what you're gonna end up getting paid mm-hmm. for and even if it's like a tiny bit of money to get you from one job to the next that a hobby can pay for that is one it's incredibly fulfilling mm. two it's it's like it's actual actually helpful to your practical yeah. life and it's not just I, I mean you're doing something that you love but and uh, i know i mean we always we always joke one of the mottos of the podcast is I'm only in it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> but you can do something you love, make a little bit of money off of it or make a lot of money off of it. And it's not selling out like, like you can, you can do that. And he, there's stuff we're all interested in. There's hobbies we all have. And some of them are monetary. Some of them you you can't make money off of. I'm well aware of that, but but like go do them enjoy them and m- try to get good at them yeah. like you don't know what's gonna happen yeah. and that's honestly one of the things that has made me be able to be self-employed and and helped me along the way when when things got dicey like during covid with guitar mm-hmm. lessons or when we're and or when we move and i'm in between jobs or like like that little bit of money does come in handy and yeah. um, And it's, again, pretty fulfilling when it does. I
0: wonder if you would agree with me or not. But, you know, people always say, like, be careful when you have a passion. Like, if you turn your passion into work, like, you'll lose your love of it. And in my experience, that is complete and utter bullshit. I, now, I have not experienced this on every scale. I've not turned the things that I love into a full-time job. So maybe that's my, my caveat. Is that, like, I haven't done that fully. Um, but in my experience, if you are doing something that you love to do and you get any amount of money for it, it's really fucking cool.
2: <laughs> it is cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: I I don't know. If you did do it, like, 50 or 60 hours, there's probably a week. that it, There's probably going to be some burnout, right?
0: Right, but, like, that's way too many hours to be working, right? Like, I'm talking, sure. like, 40. 40 hours a week. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you, if you keep like a healthy work week and are doing something you love, then it should be, uh, the, I think you're going to, yeah, I don't think there will be much burnout. Like if there is, it's going to be years down the road. Right, right.
0: And it's going to be your own fault for not setting healthy boundaries, right? Like if you set healthy boundaries, you try to prevent burnout. You are realistic in your goals. You're taking care of yourself. You're doing all of those things. Like why not get paid to do what you love to do?
1: That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I just think, I mean, it, it's hard because there is a line between burnout and just being tired. Mm. Um. Because because I write, I try to write every single night. I have a I have a blog we've talked about before. Wandering um, in Disney. And I, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um. And I I do try to write like every night. And there and I I genuinely enjoy it and love it. Um, but there are times when like, I'll sit down and just not have anything Mm. and I'll be like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to do this. (laughs) Um, To be fair, that's me
0: most days at work. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) good point. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, I make like minimal amounts of money on the website, but yeah, it's enough to pay for a few trips. Like that's what we use it for. And, And, and I, Yeah, there are nights when I don't want to write, so then I don't. And I think that if if you're gonna try to make money off of your hobby, I guess my advice would be like, if you feel a little bit tired of it, then take a quick break. Mm. Take like a take a day or two, and then come back to it and keep keep hustling it. And sometimes you do need to fight through whatever like little fatigue there is, because you'll be rewarded like uh, even if it's not monetarily like creatively you'll probably get you're probably going to be rewarded yeah but there there are also times where it's just like oh you're going to go on a trip yeah you don't need to write every single day go go enjoy your
2: yeah. trip
0: well and, and i think and i could argue that we as a set as a society need more breaks anyway like regardless sure. of like what your job is and what you're doing like we just need to take more breaks
1: yeah yeah i i don't disagree with yeah. that yeah um so i guess that that kind of leads into uh like some of the pros and cons of being
2: yeah
1: i don't know where you want to go like self-employed uh different different yeah i don't i don't know what type well do you you want to to talk
0: a little bit about what you're doing right now
1: sure yeah yeah i am still teaching a few guitar lessons all of them remote um i i enjoy that but a lot of (laughs) I hope I hope no one listens that has ever been a student a lot of why I enjoy that is because I've gotten to pick like who I teach and I've gotten to be really picky about who I teach and to be fair like during the pandemic pandemic some people didn't want to do uh, remote lessons and that was uh, that that's totally fair like it's it's a lot harder Mm -hmm. um for me and them uh and of watching <laughs> uh, not to go back too far, but like watching this thing that I built over six or seven years, just kind of crumble. Mm-hmm. Um, it was fairly devastating and, yeah. and, uh, yeah, frustrating, but there are also times where I probably could have done more and and was like, no, maybe it's just time to time to move on to something else. And, um, it, it, cause I mean, I said it to you, but, and I'll say this, like if you're self-employed, celebrate the little things, because if you're not, if you're not going to celebrate stuff that like keep working, keep going, but, but take the time to celebrate like little steps along the way. Um, cause I, I remember after, again, after quitting that job, like if once I got to, 20 students a month uh, like 20 students a week uh, we would go out to dinner like it was mm. a goal and we would go out to dinner and celebrate and then it was 30 or it was a certain amount of money made each month and and eventually it got up to like i was teaching like 40 to 50 lessons a week and it's like wow that that's kind of incredible
2: yeah
1: and, and i didn't think it at the time but like looking back i i built it from scrap i didn't spend that much money to build a business and then it worked Mm. and and that feels pretty good (laughs) no matter no matter what the job is i think that feels pretty good um so so all that to say celebrate each step because because like what's the point if you're not um so what i'm doing now i teach a few lessons a week i um i know i want to get into (laughs) coaching Uh, More and more as, as life goes on. Um, So I got this part-time gig uh, coaching after school sports. Um, I I coach a different sport every day, basically. And like some of them are really fun. Some of them are just almost like babysitting. Today was pickleball. But Today was pickleball. Uh, And and, yeah, like some, like any uh, teacher, i guess some classes are great and you're like yeah i love doing this and then some classes are not great um and, and you're just fine when they end uh but i do that um uh close like between uh, around 10 hours a week right now and I've, I've really enjoyed it and like it pays well for what it is and and yeah i, I think when the time comes when I'm actually going to look for like more substantial coaching jobs this will help me not probably from a resume standpoint but also just from like a practical standpoint mm. like i know what to do now um i also uh, like I, like i've mentioned i do quite a bit of writing make some money off that and then i also uh, i to fill in all of those gaps in between the i don't know how many jobs i listed three or four um, I, I do like, uh, food delivery, um, uh, just like driving around, uh, right now I do it with Uber Eats, but I think you could, if you're interested in this, you could probably latch on to most places, uh, that do that sort of thing. Uh, before, th- before that I've delivered with, uh, an Amazon flex company, which still is letting you like be your own boss, but you deliver Amazon, food, groceries, or, or packages. Uh, I like Uber eats more because they give you a little more flexibility and the work is a little more consistent. Like if, if you want to do it, they'll have stuff for you. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of enjoy the driving. I do, I don't do it enough to where I get really tired of it. Mm. Um, I usually do it three or four times a week, uh, for at least a few hours at a time. And like I said, it, it fills in the gaps of, of like monetary wise, but also like just my time. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and and that's that's a healthy thing to do, and uh, it's been helpful. Uh, I think as far as like being self employed, there are jobs where, especially for me, because I do quite a few different things right now. There are um, there are very practical things. Like I'm a dreamer through and through and, and just like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do this Mm -hmm. and go do Mm -hmm. this and it'll be great. But there are very like practical moments too, that you have to consider. It's like, well, I should probably drive today. And if I can drive enough and make enough money to cover today's groceries, then it's like, Oh, that's great. Yeah. That, that covers an expense for the week. And then, or maybe one day you, you want to go out to dinner and you're like, well, if I drive enough to To pay for the dinner and make a little bit of extra. It's like, yeah, it all evens out. Which
0: is so different to a Western model of thinking about work, right? It's not like, oh, well, the work that I do right now will pay for this thing. So therefore, like, there's the purpose behind it. And like, that's why I'm working. It's like for this end result, right? It's like, oh, well, no, you get a job and then you have a salary and then you're your comfort in life depends on that, but it's also your like socioeconomic status and it's also how you view other people and it's like your well-being and your worth. It's like all of and, and like you strip it all back and you're like, why do I work a job? So that I can pay for my groceries and my rent and I can go out to dinner with my spouse. Everyone like th- Like that, if you have, I will work this to get this. That is what a job is, and yet we've come so far from that way of thinking, right? Do you agree with that in general?
1: No, I do. I do. Um, I some of it's self inflicted, like, mm. like we both of us do, but I do. I mean, there, there's often times when I do feel judged right. in a way for I should the,
0: be working more like what I do, I should have a different yeah. job, I should be trying to yeah. climb the corporate ladder, yeah
1: yeah definitely um, i mean throughout my entire adult life since since graduating from college i mean none of them are traditional by any means and in a way i'm proud of that but also there's there's a societal pressure that comes into mm-hmm. it and 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 sometimes i succumb to that for sure and and there are, <laughs> and then that's a slippery slope because yeah. that'll make you want to not do anything (laughs) too I mean Mm -hmm. it just feels bad Mm -hmm. um but uh, but yeah no I I can't tell you how different my thinking has gone even just since moving where it's like I'm gonna do these things that I'm chasing uh like coaching like writing like like moving down here a big uh, not a big part of why we moved but like a big thing for me was like, oh, I could, I could really maybe, maybe make the site work a little bit more. Like maybe more people will view it if I put out even more content than I was. Uh, And if I can, if I can put that aside and put the coaching aside and these little bits of money, but then I can have like a practical job, like, like driving and be like, that's going to cover what I need today. That's going to cover the gas for the next week or, or whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, and, and kind of almost, I've almost separated them in my mind. It's like, like, I know the week before you come down, I'm like, I'm going to drive a bunch because then I can pay for the drinks that, that I'm going to (laughs) buy. And, and that'll, and like, I'm excited about that. Like, like there will be a purpose to it and and that'll be fun. Um, so uh, yeah even even just like moving down here and separating that and and being completely practical with one little aspect of my life while dreaming about these others that still make some money mm-hmm. and like like some of some weeks they they make more money than the driving does some weeks they don't um and that's that's just kind of what it's like to be self-employed sometimes yeah. um so uh yeah I I don't know <laughs> <And> <laughs> some really good thoughts in there. Yeah thank you thank you. Um yeah what as far as I think the world has moved to more remote jobs. Mm. Do you think do you think there are pros and cons or are there just pros to that? <laughs>
0: yeah I don't know because I've never really worked a fully remote job before. Um, yeah. it's one of those things that I've thought a lot about because. Especially, you know, before marrying Ben, but even, even now we kind of talk about, oh, well, if we've, if we had remote jobs, we could kind of pick up and go where we want. And that's a bit hard with Charlie with our puppy, but, um, you know, we've talked about it and I just, I feel like I kind of put remote jobs on this pedestal of like, you have arrived. How did you do it? And why do you work in the tech industry? Like it's just in my brain. Um, I know my friend Liz works a fully remote job and we've talked before about um, when I was looking for a job about me applying to that company, but it yeah, it's, it's tech and it's sales and stuff. And I still don't totally understand tech. I'm learning, I'm learning. I'm <laughs> not sure. quite 84, but I'm learning. Um, yeah, I don't know, remote jobs. I feel like there's less structure, there's less community. But there's more flexibility, right? So, um, I don't know. I feel like Melissa would have been a great one to talk about that.
1: Sure, yeah. Yeah. She's moved almost fully remote. She goes into the office when we are up in the Pacific Northwest. I'll I'll try to speak for her a little bit. Sorry. Um, But she... I I do think she misses some of the community, Mm -hmm. obviously. And and I would say that for self-employment too, like that's a con. Like you do get lonely sometimes. Um, I was lucky enough to have some students along the way and, and like some of them became friends and that's Mm -hmm. wonderful. But, but like a lot of the time you're just trying to figure this out on your own as far as self-employment and that, that can be lonely and, uh, and hard Um, for remote jobs. Yeah. You're, you're missing out on the community and but i think it's as structured as you make it Mm -hmm. um like melissa works well she's been very busy lately but like she starts at the same time every day and and if there's a day she can't or doesn't want to then she can like she can she can start a few hours later if if we're out really late one night or something um so that's wonderful but for the most part she keeps it very structured Mm because that's who she is and um and so I don't, for, for us, um, the only downside of being remote really has been the, the lack of community, mm, I think. Yeah. And, um, like Melissa, she has friends in the current job, but like, a, she worked at Mod Pizza before this. And there are more people her age and she has some really good friends still from that job. So, and they were in the office all the time. Mm. So I do think there's a chance that we're missing out some socially mm. uh, and, and you have to maybe fill that gap in a different way. Right. Um, other than that, mm. I mean, I, I don't really see any cons yeah. in wor- working remote.
0: And right. I feel like a lot of it is the job and the employer, right? Because I could see right. if you're working from home and you're like, tech support and you have to be online from nine till, you know, six or whatever, I could see how like that would be hard to do at home. But like if it's one of those jobs where like you don't have to necessarily clock the hours, but you just have to get the work done. I think I would really like that because I I know yeah. for me, I go through spurts where I'm really productive and then I'm like, oh, f- f- brain done. Like, that's it. And so, I like, I think that would be really beneficial for me to have that kind of a job where I could show up, like, do some, some really concentrated hours of work and then, you know, go be in my garden during daylight hours and then come back when it's dark outside and then knock out the rest of it. And I think that fluidity, that flexibility would be really nice. Yeah. When I... I hope, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I hope places are... I hope more places are moving towards that. I hope that. so. Like, get your stuff done and and that's all we need right? from you.
0: Like, I, I know that there's studies and reports coming out post-pandemic about people's productivity working from home and how people are actually more productive when they're at home. And, yeah, I hope that we move away from this whole, like, time punch card and, like, hey... What did you actually get done? And great, let's pay you for it instead of oh well, I dicked around on my computer for four hours because I finished everything. But you require that I'm here, and so like I'm just gonna. You don't know. Anything I don't know about anything. That, do I have no experience of that whatsoever. Um, Especially
1: not in the last no, few weeks at all.
0: Not at all. No. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah. So hopefully it's about productivity. And not this whole like micromanage, like well, we just need you to be here. But if you're efficient, and you got your job done. Like go home, like that would be great. Or
2: it would if be. you're at
0: home because you're working remotely, like you know,
1: yeah. Do whatever. No, I I'm in full full agreement. I don't know if we're gonna get there, <laughs> to be honest. I, I I hope we will. And I'm I mean some jobs are there,
2: yeah.
1: but but like like mm. yeah, I don't know if that's ever gonna happen i I would like it which
0: i was gonna say Um, when i when i have my counselors um like degree and i'm registered and i'm i'm counseling people i have the option like i can do that remotely and and again like i'll be my own boss right so like i'm looking forward to that flexibility and like if we if we need to travel back home suddenly for whatever reason i can still work from my laptop over there and or if i need to cancel i can and like i'm not gonna have to quit a job because i'm my own boss. Like I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, but that kind of goes into remote and self-employed and all
2: that.
1: Sure. And it's cool. That's cool because like, that's a, that's a more traditional job, right? That's a counselor, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's transitioning. Like I have a high school friend who is a counselor and has been for the last few years and like, they just sold their house and they're going to, go travel the country in a, in a, in a camper, but he's just going to do all his appointments remotely. And that's, that's so cool. Like, yeah. So,
0: Oh, like, I don't, I don't know if we'll do that in the next, you know, 10 years or whatever, but, um, yeah, I would love to get established as a counselor and like, it'll take a few years for me to even, you know, get there. But, um, yeah, for us to just be in a place where, You know, we either have a house and we'll just rent it out while we're gone or, you know, maybe we won't have bought a house yet, but we just go where we want to go because the world will be open because pandemics will be over and we can just pick places and we can just go to places and hang out. And like, how how great would that be? I, I think I've said before I'm on this facebook page for for women who travel oh, yeah. and um great content and some I'm of ready them for the juice. Yeah, yeah well nothing nothing specific but like so many of them work remotely and so they just pick up and they're like oh i'm going to europe for the next four months you know oh places i should go while i'm there and everyone's like how are you doing this and they're like oh i work remotely and everyone is like, what, how, what is your, what is your secret? And I still don't quite understand how people get these jobs. It's like the el- sure. elusive, like Holy grail. Like, how did you end up with that?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think there, there is a glamorous side to it. I do think you have to be a little bit careful, at least in our experience. Like, like if we go somewhere cool and Melissa has to work for uh, yeah. half the day, she's like, she's going to feel bad yeah. like, like she doesn't want that to do makes that
2: sense.
1: <laughs> uh, but if you're going somewhere for like an extended mm-hmm. period of time I think I think you're much right. like like before the pandemic happened we were going to go to Japan for mm-hmm. a few months and she was going to work she had it worked out where she was going to work like three days a week right. and I was going to do lessons during that time and do a ton of writing and, and like that's ideal but then but then you're, you're, like you're like living in a
0: place and so yeah. you can take the time to explore it. Right. And then I always find it so special when you can experience a place because you're living there. And so it's not just like, ah, yeah. am oh, going to bugger off for two weeks, but I'll work while I'm there. It's like, oh, no, I'm going to be working there for four months. So, like, you get to see sure. everything uh-huh. because you're going to have weekends and you're going to have days off. And
1: Yep. Oh. No, I... Uh, all that to say, I do think there is some danger in being in like romanticizing remote work oh, and I being have. like, well, I could, Fully. well, I can go to like Paris for five days and work there. Oh, okay, it's like, yeah, you're no. going to be there for five days and you're not going to room work room no matter for what five the job is. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So I, I think that might be a, a like a slight yeah. downfall. And, and, but other than that, I mean, I don't, I don't really see a, a, any other downfalls. No. <laughs> Yeah. No.
0: If you work a remote job, then there are downfalls that we need to be aware of. Please email us.
1: <laughs> sure. Outside of the ones we've mentioned. Yeah. And even if they're, even if, you can email us, even if they're, even if we've
2: mentioned. If them.
0: you yeah. have a glamorous remote job and it is as good as everyone thinks, please email us. I need to have the right expectations.
1: <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> This is all for our benefit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um do you have any like in your experience, mm. what have what have been the pros and cons of moving around so much and yeah. and changing jobs?
2: The
0: pros I think are and I think I've said this before of when I do something that scares me, it's Incredibly satisfying to get to the other point of the other side of it, and to look at it and go, "Oh, that was so scary!" and I didn't even know what I was doing, and I had to do so much work to get here, and da 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 da. But then you get there and you do it and you survive and you make it and it's okay. And then you go, "Wow, that thing was so scary, but I did it." And then you don't have to be scared of it anymore. Like you know, if Ben and I wanted to like pick up and move tomorrow, it would be uh, like crazy. But like, we could totally do it. Absolutely could do it. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's so nice that I don't need to be afraid of that anymore. And changing jobs is very much the same thing. There's lots of fields and situations where I'm like, oh, that's really intimidating. But you get into it and you learn it. And then you kind of figure out, oh, actually, It's not that hard or it is hard, but I'm going to work hard and then I'll get my head wrapped around it. And yeah, they're still saying, so I go, that is not for me. I tried it and I can do it, but I do not want to. Like That that is not for me. Um, But yeah, yeah, I think it's given me a lot of confidence and it's made me feel more well-rounded, living in different places, doing different jobs, having lots of different kinds of experiences makes me feel like... Yeah, like I've got a really well-rounded sense of the world and how things operate and who I am. And and it's, and it's just giving me a sense of what do I actually want? You know, there's been lots of Definitely. things in every job that I've liked that I haven't liked. And through that process, I've been able to go, oh, actually, these are the things that I consistently like in a job and these are the things I consistently don't like. So I should be looking for a job that meets this criteria. And it's taken a really yeah. long time to figure out what that actually is. But, yeah.
1: And guess what? It'll probably change
0: it probably, yeah. I'm not going to want to do one thing for the rest of my life. That is not me at all. Um, uh-huh. At all. Yeah. Um, and the cons, I think it's, a lot of it for me is just getting in my head. It's the shoulds. It's the you know, oh, well, I've got friends that they've they've had one job for the last five years. They've had one job for the last 10 years. And I think it's that comparison of, am I normal? Is it okay if I'm not normal? What does that say about me? Like, am I doing it better? Am I doing it wrong? You know, I think we all like to compare ourselves with people to see if we're like on track. And that's not actually fair for anyone, so I think it's that social pressure. I think it's the, you know, every time I quit a job, I'm like, damn it. It's one more job that I have to put on my resume that, you know, someone's going to be like, well, why were you only there for a year?
2: Yeah.
0: You know? And then I have to talk about the- good boundaries and why, mm-hmm. <laughs> why I quit, you know? Um, so I think there's a little bit of fear there. Fear that like eventually people won't want to hire me or that, People won't take me seriously, but I think a lot of that is just stuff that we have to get over because I'm not, I'm not my job. My job doesn't actually define who I am. And even though I've worked lots of different jobs, I've always worked very hard at every job. So I think, yeah, I think we as a society, hopefully we're, we're changing, but in the meantime, I've just had to change my mindset. Because that's the only thing I can control. I can't control society, right. but I can change my brain. So,
1: I mean, that pressure reaches far beyond just jobs, yeah. too. I mean, it's in every aspect of life. Yeah. And life looks so much different than it did 40, yep. 60, 80 years ago yep. that, like, there's, there's not a lot of. You're not like you said. You're not helping anyone by comparing yourself to the people you graduated mm. with, or your parents, or or your siblings, yep. or whatever, whatever you want. The, I mean, my thought is if you can, if if you're thinking to yourself and have a valid reason, and like one that actually makes sense to to the reason to the way you live your life, whether that be job, whether that be. Who you're with or who you're not with, whether that be family. Mm. I mean, if you have that reason, and like if someone asked you and you could tell it, not that they deserve an explanation most of the time. You don't have to give it Uh to them. But if you act, but if you have that reason, then then that's enough. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't need to bend to any pressures.
0: And like I've just learned, I think as time's gone on my threshold for tolerating shit has just gotten lower and lower and lower.
2: Oh, really? Really. really.
0: Wow, what a surprise.
2: <laughs> what? Wow.
0: Um, <laughs> I, and I, what's really interesting is like, I wouldn't say that I'm someone who's quick to just write people off. So I've, I, you know, I've made a practice in jobs when if something's not okay or if I need something or there's concerns, like I'm vocal about it. And I say, hey, like, you know, this is what I need. This is my boundary, blah, 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 blah. You're allowed to do in a job, by the way. I didn't know that for a long time. But um, yeah, like if those things aren't met, why would I stay? And I think it's taken a long time to wrap my head around that too. Um, But when I think about those situations where I'm like, oh, I tolerated this for way too long, or I tolerated this for way too long, Or I allowed I allowed this to affect my mood outside of work or I allowed work to, you know, affect my mental health or I allowed work to become the biggest priority in my life. And I didn't love it. And it wasn't doing anything for me. When I think about those moments, I'm like, oh, wow, like I do. I'm going to do things so differently now. And like just the joy of being able to go, hey, job, actually, you're not giving me life. You're not even paying me that well. You know, like I I actually don't need you. And you are you are taking more of my life energy than I am okay with giving you. So I'm gonna leave now. That idea brings me so much joy because that has become so clear in my mind. Like, hey, you're actually meant to give me something. And if you're not giving me what I want, I have full permission to leave. Like, yes, you're paying me to do a job, but I don't actually have to stay here. And I think, yeah, it's just taken such a long time to get my head there. And it will need some reminding in the future if that ever happens again. Because it's very, I feel like it's very counter-cultural. I think we're kind of programmed to think that we have to show up and do our job and, like, do our part and be good little citizens. and, And we do, I mean, but...
1: Well, yes, you do, because most jobs include a contract, yeah. and part of that contract is showing up. Yes. But there's two sides to the contract, yeah. the and that's what you're saying. Like, work needs you mm-hmm. just as much as you need it, and if one side's not being fulfilled, guess what? The contract doesn't matter. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 And I hope, I mean, we're seeing a lot of... <sighs> unhappiness and a lot of demand for things to change. And you know, we're looking at capitalist America and, you know, unions that are happening or trying to happen and labor laws and you know there's there's so much. Obviously something isn't working for a lot of people. And It's important that we figure that out for ourselves, that we ask ourselves the question to see, is this actually working? Because at the end of my life, I will look back. And if I have wasted my time, not just in a shitty job that I don't care about, but wasted my time working hard and giving my mental and my emotional energy to a job that gave me nothing in return except for a paycheck, I don't want to live my life like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah that that's spot on yeah, that's it. i agree yeah yep mm. i I hope that people aren't i ho, I hope everyone agrees with that. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of wiggle room in there, yeah. uh like like I can see he disagreeing with some of the things we've said, but, but in the that. end what what you just said is what we both want, and i I think that's what everyone should strive yeah. for,
2: yeah
1: uh regardless of how much you love your traditional Mm -hmm. or non-traditional job Mm -hmm. so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah any any like little tips before we wrap up Mm -hmm. any any tips along the way that you've picked up
0: yeah i think communicate as much as possible um with with with
1: it with your bosses yeah yeah, yeah
0: um yeah with your managers your employers your bosses um I have found definitely that if you can, like, just don't be passive. You know, like if something happens, conflict is never pleasant. But if you can voice it earlier on, there's more of a chance of it being corrected and being addressed. I think there's been times where I've left jobs where they aren't sure why I'm leaving. And so now I make a point to like, no, if I'm leaving, you're going to know why. And it's not like a vindictive thing. It's a, I want them to know why. So that way, whoever fills my job, maybe they have it a bit better than I did. Um, yeah. But I mean, even with like travel and stuff too, right? Like if you're traveling and and that's important to you and that's a deal breaker, like just communicate and you'll find out pretty early on, like if they're going to let you do it or not. And then, and then you can be smart and decide, oh, well, I am going to travel and I'll... Put in my notice beforehand or whatever but i think yeah i think communicating is just a really big one for me and just know what your boundaries are like know, recognize if you're in a job that's shit and it's taking its toll on your mental health and then at that point have a plan know how you're going to leave or how you're going to communicate it so that you can get it fixed
2: yeah.
1: Hmm. yeah good stuff what about you yep uh i would i would say Again, more looking from a self-employed standpoint, um, like I mentioned, like it it can get lonely Mm -hmm. Um, and making all of the decisions on a business that you're starting or, or yeah, uh, I mean, don't do that. Don't make all the decisions (laughs) by yourself. Have a support system, Mm -hmm. whether that means family, whether that means a mentor who does Uh, who's already successful in that field um people for the most part if you share an interest they're going to want to help you sometimes there are things where you're like in direct competition and you might run into that but even even then like a lot of times people are just going to want to look out for Mm -hmm. you and uh if, if you have a dream set and and a common interest then a lot like, like I've met so many music teachers and photographers and, and things like that who are like so happy to share any tips that they have so so find people who are good at the thing you want to do and talk to them about it and also have family or or your best friend or whatever to bounce ideas off of because those ideas are generally worth talking about and those people want to hear them Mm -hmm. even even if it feels like they don't yeah um i'm a big advocate of just doing things um uh uh, if if you have an idea try it if what's the worst that could happen like you don't like it yeah um i i think shelby and i were talking earlier this week just in text and like i i I told her i'm not Haunted by any like art I put in the world, like, but for the most part, I have some filter, and I, and if it passes that filter, I can put it out there. I'm not gonna shove out something I'm not proud of, but but like I, I've never been ashamed of anything I've put out in the world. Maybe embarrassed once in a <laughs> but never ashamed of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm more haunted by the things that I don't yeah. write or the things that I yeah. don't try. Um, And and yeah, I've always, I've always been proud of things that I've done Mm -hmm. and and gone and and tried. So, so, so just try it. And I know some people don't have the luxury of time like I do or, or, um, the stability behind, um, like financially or, or whatever, but, but if it's something you truly love, just carve out a few hours and and go do something. Um, it's usually worth it. Mm. Um yeah, uh, I think the support system circling back to that. Um uh, again, when you first start a business, like finances are really hard. Uh depending on the business, you won't make money for a while. Um so whether that support system is the money you made off of the jo- your last job and knowing how to ration it and having peanut butter sandwiches for like 4 days a week. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't don't think less of that, uh, but but have, I mean don't, again like we talked about, don't throw caution to the wind and just go do something. Have a plan. Uh, you you you, have, you need a plan, and a support system can look different in in many ways. Whether that's finances, whether that's people in your life, whether that's mentors, um, but but have that in in some, I mean in, in multiple ways. You need you need people with you along the way. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's cliche, but don't be afraid to like fail. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, like I said, uh, I mean, I, I throw so many things at the wall, and and some of them I still love to this day, and some of them I haven't thought about in five years, <laughs> and that's just fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, I don't. It, it's fine that they didn't make any money. It's fine that, like, I, I didn't stick with it, and it's fine that my passions changed. That's that's part of life, and and so so keep keep going and if it's something you really like keep doing it and if it's something that you're not that excited about there's probably a reason why mm. and and you don't need to keep shoving you, uh banging your head against the wall yeah. that that's not going to help anything so mm. yeah i guess i guess those would be my tips if you want to be self-employed and and have some ideas yeah. so but don't also don't be afraid to take like little jobs, like, mm. like, like driving, delivering. There's no shame in that. Just fill in the gaps when you need mm. to. It, it helps. <laughs> it It's the way to make it sustainable a lot of the time. Yeah. So
2: yeah.
1: Uh, there's no, there's no shame in it. And there's so many of them too. Like maybe you really like walking dogs. Maybe you like, Ugh. maybe you like driving, yeah. maybe, I mean, there, there are ways. And yes, to some extent, they're like high school jobs, I get it. But in another way, it's just like, you're just, doing what you need to for a, for a few hours a week. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's not a, it's not a big yeah. deal.
0: I really hope that we move away from this like hierarchy of jobs. And I think, me too. I think that starts with us recognizing that like we are not our job and that our job does not act, doesn't actually give us our value and our identity. And I think, yeah, I think yeah. that starts with us accepting that. Right. And then we somehow infuse that into the culture around us. But Yep. Yeah, you're you're not your job. And your job? You're not. Your job doesn't doesn't really matter. It matters to you, but like in the scheme of things, it doesn't really matter.
1: You're not going to be remembered by what you by where you work. No. You you're going to be remembered by the way you treat people uh-huh. at where you work and the way you treat people elsewhere. Yeah. But it's not like like Yeah, you're not going to be remembered by doing...
0: And if being a a dog walker gives you a dose of dopamine every day because you can walk a dog and it gives you time to think about the novel you've always wanted to write as you walk that dog and then you go home and you write the novel and like you also make somebody's day because they know that their dog is getting taken care of, why would that make you any less valuable to society than some CEO who's sitting on his ass and... Getting paid to not really do anything.
1: And in between staring at platypus videos, Shelby's applying to be a dog walker (laughs) right
0: now. I am looking it up right now. Give me your
2: dogs. (laughs) Give me your dogs. That's, That's a great slogan. Give me
0: your dogs. I just see like that, like that cliche, like movie image of like the one person with like the eight leashes in their hand and like all of the dogs and one of them runs off and they're like no biscuit wait come back like that's i don't actually (laughs) i don't want to do that yeah Yeah. that's my dog walking voice biscuit no
1: (laughs) biscuit biscuit. not a great name for a dog he's
0: not very um he's not very obedient i don't think he listens very well yeah Yeah. sure
1: uh biscuit will get better yeah Especially, especially with, with me as your, your dog self. walker. Yeah, <laughs> give me your dog. Come
0: on, Biscuit, give uh, me your dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh well, I, I think that's probably about time to wrap I up. I think
0: that was it. I'm gonna go launch my dog walking business now. And okay,
1: and I'm gonna go do a whole bunch of other things.
0: <laughs> Great, perfect. <laughs> I, I'll try. I'll try to remember my schedule for tomorrow. That's what
1: I'm gonna try to do. <laughs> excellent mm. thank you all for listening
0: <sighs> and thank you yeah, andrew for talking that through with me it's
1: oh it's um yeah, anytime i feel
0: like these conversations we, are important
1: yeah i agree It it's this particular subject we've talked through quite a bit <laughs> and i, and I am have, always happy to we have
0: lots of feelings on the subject and lots of thoughts <laughs> and do. lots of experience and yeah yeah i think yes. there's value to that
1: I do apologize for the three or four times you asked me a question and I just went off and didn't remember the oh, uh, original same. question, but yeah. So <laughs>
2: good. So good.
1: That's what you get on Trip It Too, Well
0: uh we'll do another episode on um,
1: okay. interview
0: tips. No, I'm just kidding. That's horrible. <laughs> no one would want to listen. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> no, I, I don't think they would.
0: No. That's a different podcast. That no one else wants to listen to.
1: Okay. That we are starting.
0: (laughs) It's called Give Me Your Dogs. And it's about starting your own business and interviewing well and...
1: A great name.
0: Yep, And not associating your value with your job.
1: Good good stuff. It sounds like this episode, really. (laughs) It
0: does. (laughs) Should we call this episode Give Me Your Dogs?
1: Probably Probably not. Probably not.
0: That'd be a bit confusing. People
1: would be so confused.
0: They'd have to make it all well, the way maybe, to the very end, and they'd be like, oh, "Yeah, maybe
1: in their parentheses." Give me your dogs. I'd I
0: like yeah.
1: that. Okay, I'll okay. well, I'll try to remember to put it in the okay. parentheses. if
0: not no big deal. That's
1: okay. Okay, right. I hope I don't let you down. You won't. All right. Well, thank you, Shelby. I'll talk to you in in the next episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> thanks everyone for listening.
1: Yes. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye.